Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Female Footballers podcast. My name is Haley Lucas at Female Footballers. I'm joined by some of our mentors, Lou, Kira, Jordan, and we're going to be talking about navigating others' opinions today. And this is something that can affect us in all areas of sport, life, school. And so we wanted to share our experiences and some potential advice um, that people may have um, to deal with these sort of issues. So welcome, everyone. Hi. Hey there. Great. Hi. So I'll put it out to you guys first. Um, when you first heard of this topic, kind of what came to mind, um, whether that be for your personal experience or interacting with players, um, what does navigating others' opinions make you think of? In terms of navigating other people's opinions, um, well, I'm going to throw Lou on the spot here because she has something that she said to me um, when we talk about, you know, working with big groups of people and getting into experiences and places where people can, per, like, they can make judgment. Um, she has something that she says, um, and I've used it with my kids, and she says, correct me if I'm wrong, Lou, if I get it wrong, but I think what it is is that um, other people's opinions are are not can you can you share that with me what was the exact quote yeah other people's opinion are none of my business none of my business that was it right there and I think that that's such a quality way to attack things that you're doing in your life is you don't want to go into something with the thought of what is everyone thinking about me you want to go into it thinking how I can be the best version of myself I think we we again live in a society that always is looking for outward validation because, and we might be delving into something a little deeper here, but we're, we live in this like click instant gratification world where all that we're taught or most of what we're taught is outward validated from, right? We're getting praise from this, that, and the other. And I think that it needs to start within ourselves in knowing that you've done the work or knowing that you've put in the effort in to achieve whatever it is. So if I'm talking soccer wise, knowing that for me, I'm doing stuff off, off of the field that would give me the tools. So when I'm put in a situation where there could be outward judgment, I know and I recognize that I've put in the work and it gives me confidence and a sense of self into being able to attack these things as opposed to just looking for outward praise. Um, And Haley, I'm gonna throw that back to you because I I think, was it it you or was it um, Megan that were, that looked for, that explained a different sort of validation from the parents or a nod, something like that, opinions. And I thought that that was an interesting topic when we were able to open that up for discussions. If, I don't know if you remember, if you want to talk about on that a little bit. Haley, it was when you talked about your mom, your mom. Oh, yeah. Um, I think related to um, looking to her for feedback in turn. Yeah. So at least in that realm, I think that navigating others opinions I think there might be a difference between validation in order to like expect some sort of um, acceptance which I think at least from the parent part um, that's something that's kind of weird to navigate as a youth player is because you know the car ride home might be a little interesting at least from the um, the player's perspective but for me there was a large difference between trying to get validation from my mom when I was playing, how I was playing to getting honest feedback. And I think a lot of times those can be, um, 
either confused or difficult to navigate because they're intertwined a lot of times. Like, and it is with your coach as well. And you guys can kind of speak to this more with your coaching experience, but at least for me growing up, I always wanted feedback. And even as a player um, into my adulthood, wanted feedback from my coaches. And I think that it's hard to separate that from wanting your coach to think you're a good player and think highly of you um, and having to navigate that opinion. But I think as you get older, you tend to separate that, but I don't know how you guys feel about that related to um, separating clear feedback from opinion. Well, I think I talk to my players a lot about my thoughts of of what I believe we need to do, what they need to do individually and what they need to do as a team. Uh, the team dynamic is more something that we all come together and we have to figure out what we want to accomplish as a unit. Um, but the individual feedback, I watch on their faces, the responses of the words that are coming out of my mouth sometimes. And we talk about the fact that that's what I believe, but what do you believe? And so we have to work through giving those tools, like recognizing that what the information is coming out of someone else's mouth is not truth for what we need in our lives. And so being able to take bits and pieces of that feedback of someone's opinion, um, and then being able to process it to recognize what it is that we need to take from it is so key. And so I think if we can teach kids how to do that, we're doing something really right. Haley, I think you bring up an important subject, right? So sometimes people misinterpret feedback for opinion. So if you're asking something from your coach and your coach says, well, I think you need to work on this more, then that kid can go home and say, well, my coach doesn't think that I'm doing well because of X, Y, and Z. That's his opinion of me, right? So I think I think that'd be a great start differentiating, differentiating what is feedback and what is opinion. Um, and I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the answer is to that, but I think there needs to be a distinction between both. And perhaps as a coach, now it's something that I'm going to start asking is, you know, the kid's response, is that their response to feedback or do they believe that is my opinion? Because I think at the youth level, if we're continuing to merge both and if we're, there's no distinction between both, it can cause confusion. And there's some points in times where, yes, you know finitely that that is that person's opinion, period, because they share that with you. But I think the more you know the person, and from a coach's point of view, the intent, uh, something that we talked about often, uh, what is the purpose and the meaning behind, I think would help differentiate the difference between both. But that's a definitely a good topic and a good point that you brought up. Totally. And I think even, I don't know, it, every coach has a different approach and you guys can correct me or... Um, offer input, but is this a conversation that most coaches have with their players? Like Kira, do you think that your peers, coaches, um, have those frank conversations with youth players? I guess I'll start with that. Yeah, I think with youth players, I think as a coach, I think this is where this information for coaches coming out, um, where we can share to dig a little bit deeper, because I don't think these conversations are happening often. I think the information is being given of what you want out of your players, and then the tools to process that information is not discussed at home very often. It's not discussed, you know, um, by a coach. But I don't think we slow down enough to, to share that information of how to teach. Hey, how do we process this information? How do we take the information I'm giving you so that you can use it in a way that's beneficial for yourself? And some of it you may not agree with. And that's okay. And you need to make sure you're listening to the information, you're taking it in, and then you're 
picking and choosing what's going to make you the best version of yourself. Um, and I think if, I think it's a great topic to bring up to coaches, something we should be sharing for sure. And I think the, maybe a good starting point is having that related to feedback opinion is having that conversation of just kind of sitting out there. Like my feedback is intended to help you as a player. It doesn't have a reflection of how I think about you as a person or a reflection of maybe the value you bring to the world or whatever, but having those simple conversations. And I think with younger players being as like frank as possible is helpful. Like just kind of stating that, Um, And of course, kids are going to interpret that differently, but I had wished at a younger age in that kind of navigating space that that had been made clear to me. I think I've had coaches in my life who, whether affecting myself or other teammates, um, my, my personal value as a person felt like it was being affected by the feedback that I was receiving. And it was hard to separate that. So I guess my next question would be more from your playing perspective. How have you guys navigated dealing with others' opinions, whether that's a coach, a teammate, and how did you navigate that in a way that you felt was healthy, separating it from maybe your self-worth? That's a tough question. That's a yeah, totally. great question, by the way. Really Take a second question. if you need it. But I definitely think that this is the hard part when we talk about the separation of like athlete identity from the athlete and the person. And oftentimes those can be so melded. Um, but yeah, if there were tools or moments in your life where you felt that, um, okay, I need to separate these things because they're different. And the feedback I'm receiving is not a reflection of me as a person. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it starts... I'm going to open up by saying that we live in, again, in a world where it, we live from the outside in. So we're taking the feedback and then internalizing the feedback. But when we start doing work on ourselves, we start living a life that goes from the inside out. So once you, because then your action starts reflecting, like everything we feel is always, ex, is often expressed, right? So if you're not well within yourself, if you're not feeling confident that it is expressed on the soccer field and et cetera, et cetera. But when you start working on the inner work, like on the mental side of the game, which is why this organization um, exists, then it enables you to be able to, to do a little bit more of that distinction. And for me personally, it took me a while into my career to recognize that that feedback and separating that wasn't a direct blow to um who I was as a player or anything like that, but it was hard. It it took a lot of internal work for me to be able to get to a place where when that person or a teammate, because I know that they trust me and that I think boils down to it, right? Trust and intent. Um, When you're coaching, trust your coach, the feedback that they give you, you're able to take it in a way where it isn't, um, it isn't detrimental to the persona or what you identify as, as a player or whatever. So for example, on my beach soccer team now, I know that my teammate all have my best interest at heart. So when somebody says, hey, this needs to be better, I know that in the back of their head, they're not thinking um, you're a bad soccer player. They're saying, this is how you can accentuate your strength, or this is what you need to improve to better the team. So because of that, on a team sport, you have to recognize that you are an individual that contributes to a group. So you have to be able to receive feedback for the advancement of 
the group. And once you recognize that and you're able to take that with a grain of salt, I think it leaves a lot of room for growth and a lot of room for development um, and just being able to be vulnerable. Hey, that hurt my feelings in the way you distributed that or how you communicated that. How can we, you know, kind of work together to um, create an environment where my response to what your feedback is, is a positive one and not one that is detrimental. I also think yeah, that, oh, sorry, Jordan, go ahead. Oh, sorry. thank you. Um, no, I just, I've, I've been pretty quiet because this is definitely um, a hard topic and a hard conversation. Like I'm, I'm sitting here trying to reflect um, myself on like how I receive feedback and how I differentiate feedback from opinion. I think something that is really clear to me though is that feedback often comes in the form of something that's measurable. So you know, um, I think when someone gives feedback, they should be very specific about what they would like you to improve rather than just kind of throwing vague comments around. I think when, when you become less detailed uh, and more vague in your quote feedback, then it kind of is, it can be confused with opinion. And so I think like delivery is really important in that sense. Um, I think something that's also really important is just like, even if that delivery isn't perfect, like during a game or like at practice, like sometimes when you're on the field, stress levels are high, pressure is high and delivery might not always be perfect. So I do think it's key to communicate that off the field as well. Like, hey, um, you know, my tone was wrong or whatever, but like, you know, you got this, like uh, whatever you're trying to communicate in that moment. Um, and then lastly, I think that ultimately, if you're uh, like your response to feedback is something that you can control. So like, are you going to let it hinder you? Or are you going to let it um, kind of inspire you? And I, I think that's something that um, would be great to like recognize early if you can. Right. Well, and I, I also think that feedback as a coach, because you're talking about the information that's given from a coach to a player, Jordan. I really like how you said, come full circle with it, right? Making sure that the player is getting what they need so that they feel empowered by it. So sometimes on the field, I give feedback to my players where what they're doing is not working. And I'll just say something like, hey, we need to make an adjustment. That's not, it's not working. So what are we gonna do differently? And that gives them the power to figure out in their own minds what it is that they're going to do to make that, that change and that adjustment without me telling them and taking away from them. So I like that. Yeah, I think like helping to offer a solution or empower them to think of a solution is so powerful because just saying like, you know, you're not completing your passes, like that doesn't help anyone. It no. only is gonna stress them out more. Right, right. Well, and I think as a player too, recognize- Jordan, I think you made a good point. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Lou, sorry. Go ahead, Key. I was just saying, just as a player, as a player, recognizing that we're not perfect, right? When you can take that part away and recognize that there are things that you need to work on. And we've talked about this in podcasts before where you need to spend some time figuring out who you are as a player, what it is that you wanna to see to make adjustments and changes in your own game. And in doing that, when someone comes at you and says, hey, uh, maybe we can work on this, this and that, um, you already know what it is that you're looking to work on. And it probably aligns pretty closely to each other if uh, the person you're working with has the clear intentions of yourself and what, what you're trying to develop. 
No, I was going to say that that Jordan's um, point of feedback being measurable and opinion being a little bit more vague, I think is a great starting block. I think it's a great definition. I think it's, um, she really made a good distinction between that. And the more I reflected on her words, I'm like, yeah, that's true. When you give feedback as a coach, when I give feedback, I try to be as specific as possible, but an opinion of somebody like, oh, she's good. Well, what makes her good, right? as opposed to being, she needs to improve this, that, and the other, or she's good at this, that, and the other. So I think that's very, very helpful um, in, in a realization that I guess I hadn't really put that much thought into it, but it makes sense. So Jordan, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, that's awesome. And I really like when you say, Jordan, about um, what we have to control. And I think that's what we talk about a lot here at Female Footballers is obviously we can't control coaches and we're trying to, of course, provide um, helpful information to coaches and parents so they can implement these things. But our a large focus of what we do is the player and how they can um, make their environment the most ideal to be successful. And in that kind of receiving feedback or opinion um, in your own playing career or however you want to um, provide examples or whatnot, um, I'm thinking more about what we can do to kind of make that feedback process easier. Cause I think it, it, for me at a young age, receiving criticism and feedback, I think we always think of it as kind of an attack or something like that. Like at a young age, it's hard to receive it. And as we get older, we know that it's meant to help us, but I'm wondering if you guys have um, ways that you dealt with that. At least for me, what I did was I really dove into going to coaches and asking for the feedback rather than them having to bring it to me. So I was trying to be really proactive in that process, almost in like a way where if I keep asking for the feedback and I'm, I wouldn't call it criticism because I think it's meant to be constructive um, and helpful. But if I can go and actively seek out those tough conversations. Then when I receive feedback, it's not as difficult for me to handle if I'm the one actively seeking it out. So I'm wondering if you guys have done, have had certain strategies that you've used for receiving feedback or dealing with opinions. I know you've kind of touched on it a little, but if there's anything else that you can offer as maybe strategies that girls can use in these situations. Who can I go real quick? Okay. Sorry, we also have Cassie Gray um, on here. Our family. Yeah, just just needing to chime in really quickly. Um, the well, first of all, what you said, I think it takes a level of self awareness that girls have to have to be able to know how they receive feedback before they can ask for it. And I think that um, if you don't ask for it, the club systems these days are definitely set up at the competitive level to have player coach meetings at the end of seasons. And so, if you're not one to go seek out uh, feedback preparing yourself for what you might hear before those meetings and knowing that like it's somebody else's um, thoughts and that, you know, you, how you internalize is your response, all the things you've already said, like empowering yourself through your response and that that's in your control and all that. But it's like preparing yourself for those meetings. If you're not one to seek it out, I was never one to kind of seek it out till the collegiate level. And there's where I realized like how I like to take feedback and internalize it and what is easier to take and what's not for me. Um, but I think uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on that you guys were talking about was part of the reason I think it's hard for girls to do this at a younger age is because um, the system's set up for them to kind of be like little professionals 
at a young age. And so coaches, the expectations of coaches and parents on them is really high for being able to navigate this part of the game. And there's nothing out there to help them except for us. But I think that's where it's, um, it's important that they have to do their own work and coaches need to know that like to lower the expectation and the ability that players aren't going to know how to navigate, how to take criticism and feedback and all that kind of stuff. And I think that's really, really important. So um, you guys touched on most of it, but I would definitely say like, if you're not one to seek it out, like definitely prepare yourself for those end of season check-ins um, with your grown up, um, whatever it may be, but like trying to figure out if I were to hear this, it's like role playing in your head and visualizing how this might go. So that's all, sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Haley, um, I shared something similar to you as well. And I'll try to actively seek it out. I, I didn't start doing that until um, I was playing probably my second or third year of, of college. But seeking it out, and, and sometimes it, it was interesting because there are some coaches that didn't provide any feedback. So that also, because because I, I, I face that now with little kids that youth that play for other coaches that I'll do individual trainings with. They're like, I asked my coach for feedback and they didn't really give me anything. So now I think that that also impacts a little bit of their sense of confidence and their, their opinion of potentially themselves. Right. So recognizing that um, kind of like what Cassie said, talking about these tools about to, to your grown up about, potentially either receiving feedback, how you're going to respond to feedback. And if there's no feedback, what is the response to no feedback as well? And I think that that I think is important to help us navigate because sometimes no feedback at all is even worse than, than, uh, you know, feedback of some sort. But for me personally, I would actively seek feedback and, and there are instances when I didn't get it. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. And now we, it would create some frustrations. And then you recognize kind of like Jordan mentioned that it's not a controllable. And the focus that I tell my kid, my, my kids that I coach is control the controllables. And we talk about that often a female footballers controlling the controllables and recognizing that somebody else's opinion of us is not something that we can control. So for me, I'm asking for feedback. They're not providing it to me. That is not an outcome that I can control. What I can control is my response to that. And then moving from, you know, doing self-analysis and being, okay, what can I improve on? What are some of my strengths, some of my weaknesses, and what can I improve on as a player and focusing on the things that I can kind of really control is kind of how I've been um, ever since that second or third year of college, been taking my career and, you know, continuing in that realm now. And, and it's been working for me so far. And I think if you can really, as you get older, we're really good at understanding our strengths and weaknesses for the most part. If you've done your kind of reflection and focused a little bit on self-awareness. So at some point, like having feedback is nice, but I don't think we need to rely on it by any means as we get older and more aware of like, we've talked about care of like who we are and finding out who we are as a soccer player. Um, we know when we have a bad game, we know when we don't complete passes or aren't as aggressive as we'd like to be. So I think while having that feedback is very helpful. And I think asking for feedback to a coach at some point um, is showing your investment in yourself and in the team. And I think there's actually strategy there and that's a totally different topic. Um, but at some point, if you're not receiving that feedback, that's okay if you've done the work to analyze yourself as a player and be honest with yourself as a player, you can kind of continue that personal growth on your own, I think. 
totally agree with that, Haley. I think that it's a, I think feedback is a small piece of, of your playing career. It's a small piece that's meant to help make you better as a player. It's meant to give you tools to continue to work um, on the things that will make you a stronger player. So I think that, um, I think every time you train, every time you play, uh, you should be processing, like you said, processing what it is that you're doing uh, so that you're continuing to try to grow. And if you're doing that, when you get feedback, it's not a surprise um, because you're, you're processing what you're, what you're doing every, every time you play. Um, so you're giving yourself feedback. If you're looking at it that way, Kira, it's almost like getting feedback to make sure that I'm on the right track. So you're doing the work in behind. And if you're getting a comment here and there, it's kind of like I'm on the right track or I'm, I'm receiving this. Well, maybe I need to self reevaluate. And I think that is like your compass into navigating, um, self-growth especially at the little bit of the older age group when there's more self-awareness and self-assessment being done it's a good point totally those were kind of the main topics i wanted to hit so if any of you guys have more comments or whatnot before we leave um please think of them now i'm going to leave with kind of one last thought i had was just related to opinions or feedback i know we talk about intent and um having people kind of assuming that they want the best for us, whether or not that's true. I think we can trick our minds to believe that in any situation in terms of on the field, like, okay, that information I'm receiving is for them to help me. Who cares if it actually is or not? That's not our concern, but the way we frame how we receive information um, can really help us be the best version of ourselves and help us to be better communicators. We can learn from what other people say and how we want to um, distribute our own information to others. But I think there's a lot of value in how we self-talk and how we receive things and can interpret that in ways that are helpful to us. So we can take things with a grain of salt. Um, everything is going to vary in levels of intensity from what people say, but we have the control, we keep bringing that up, but we have the control to interpret that information and use it to make ourselves better. Yeah, I'm just gonna leave everybody with what kind of Kira opened uh, with, right? So everybody's opinion of you is none of your business. And I think that if you continue to on your own path, because like, your path is different than anybody else's. And if you're finding successes and growth through your own personal path, then you'll, without looking for necessarily that outward validation, you'll be able to grow at a steadier pace um, and not find yourself in a uh, mental state of ambivalence. Am I good? Am I not good? Um, you're, you're confident in your abilities and able to do things that are outside of just practice to help you create the tools to become the best version of yourself. Totally. Any last thoughts? Great. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, we have a lot of cool events coming up um, related to in-person partnerships, um, virtual events. So stay posted um, with us on social media and thank you for joining us. Thank you all. Thanks guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.